Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Oh, greetings and salutations from uh, my wonderful office in Manitowoc. I've got my buddy Amanda with me. And here's the thing, friends. We're both in, in uniform today because we're both at the office. We're doing so good. During the business hours, during office, because uh, we both had, had a free moment. And when I say moment, we've actually been talking for almost an hour, but that's not the point. It's a free, uh, free opportunity. Really, we just had to carve it into the schedule. Right. Yep. But I like the fact, so we, we talked last week. Um, well, for us, it was longer ago than last week, but for you guys listening to the podcast, if you listen week to week, it was just from last week. That last episode was the last one recorded in Kirksville. And now Amanda has had a little time to settle, not very much, but a little time to settle into her new place in Minneapolis. And she's got an office, so that's exciting. I do. I've never had an office before, and it's very nice. Although I found I'm not spending a lot of time in it because I'm just not. I, I don't know. I think I go through extroversion introversion waves. Yeah. And so I'm feeling a little like, where are the people? And then I'm getting in other people's office space, and they're getting slightly side eyed with me. But I'm the <laughs> boss, so they can't do anything about it. Um, but we're figuring it out. <laughs> but that's part of the part of the beauty of going to a new place right is you get to get to know new people and get to learn about their quirks and oh maybe this is not the one to interrupt 16 times in their offices during a day i found out my predecessor was big on email Hmm. and i don't understand the concept of emailing one room away right because you just rather get up from your chair and walk over there i just get up and go so we're learning we're figuring it out it's only been whatever a week and a half so no one's sick of me yet, as far as they've told me to my face. So fair, fair. So we're okay. That'd be a pretty snap judgment for a week and a half, right? Yeah, I agree with the. There are times when, yeah, you could send six emails back and forth, or you could just stand up, go across the hall, down the hall, and let's talk this out. Now I will not go upstairs though. If stairs are involved, it's an email kind of a thing, but. <laughs> there's my limit so that's a that's a personal line that she has drawn in the sand no stairs it's all good no we've had we've had a good catch-up uh opportunity here uh given the fact that uh again transition has happened but we did want to kind of reflect a little bit before we head forward um further into the book that we've been discussing we wanted to take a take a moment and kind of do a little check-in on on how the transition's going and just how, because one of the things that this book talks about or kind of is, is working through those emotions, working through feelings, working through that, you know, to get to that healthy place of emotions. And sometimes that requires check-ins. Sometimes that requires uh, when you're, especially when you're processing through something as big as moving two States away or changing up, you know, you're, you're changing up a great deal about the world in which you live and how how that's going and what that feels like and what are some of the emotions that you've kind of worked through and then also um on my end because and I'm not I'm not moving yet um that's that wasn't my journey right now but I've got a lot of friends who are and so just working through the kind of emotions of when you have friends move and you can't necessarily geographically or logistically be with them in that transition to help them through. Like, what are the emotions that you feel being kind of 
stuck where you, you can really just support from a distance. How does that look? So it's kind of what we thought about uh, talking about today briefly. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to start. Sure. I mean, yeah, it, it just has been a wave of emotions for me, way more than I thought. But um, the only thing I can I can kind of emotionally relate it to is kind of like, what it may feel like when a child gets married now my my oldest is 12 so i have not spoken that from experience but you know when you you've raised up a child for so many years you've invested in them you've seen their highs you've seen their lows you've been personally intertwined with every single aspect of who they are as a person mm-hmm. and now a new person has come And if you are a good parent, you will sever in a way your relationship with them, splice it to make room for the other person to come in and fill some of those spaces. And you no longer really have say or access to them. And you could just are you're more on the sidelines now praying and hoping for the best and offering encouragement when they they need it. Mm -hmm. And so that has been a little bit of uh you know distance that i i wasn't i mean i i knew that it was going to happen but the actual reality of it happening mm-hmm. <laughs> um kind of has taken me a little like i want to be invested in what's going on i want to know all the stuff that's going on are they nice to you are they not whatever i want to know all the things but i can't know all the things i shouldn't know all the things i should just pray and give well wishes and be a shoulder to cry in if it ever comes to that. I don't know. Um, okay. And, um, but God is, is, is really, you know, and then, oh, sorry. And then coming in here, I'm stepping into someone else's baby. Right. Right. You're on the flip side of that. So thing, now, yeah. Right? So now I'm on the, I'm on the, so it, it's the transitions happening at the same time. So I'm, I'm giving my baby, which was, you know, the first four for five years um, over to someone else to care for. And I'm stepping away from that. Although I'm still like, I mean, I still am a part of those people. I mean, I'm on the fringes, like way fringes. I mean, but I'm not like, I'm moving. My orders have come. You're dead to me now. Like you can't. Right. You that can't doesn't do work. That. That's not helpful. So, but I'm on, I'm on a fringe now, but I'm entering into someone else's space where they occupied. Right. And trying to give respect to that position and learn about things. And definitely when you're new. Uh, to a community I mean it's very natural for people to look at you with some suspicion or miss their predecessor or be really glad you're here now yeah and 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 sometimes you'll have all of those situations right you'll have those who are mad you're there because they're sad about the right you'll have people who are excited because they weren't necessarily clicked with the previous person right but it's it's this that's why everything that they didn't like for however so many years and they're like, oh, you're here now. So here's the list of my to-dos for you to do. So you can fix everything I didn't like. And if you don't fix them fast enough, then I won't like you either. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to unpack my box and maybe put a picture on the wall or something. I don't... <laughs> right. Can can you have, can I have that list um, in a couple of weeks when I am not unpacking my house yet? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and that's just like unpacking the house of stuff, right? My, my brain goes to pictures, but you're unpacking a box of emotions Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. And, and learning when to 
um, when it's appropriate to share, who do you share that with? Who is your trust? I mean, think, I don't know how officers um, or people who have had a move in the past, in like the 50s or 40s, how they did, I have no idea. Because, you know, you could send a letter, sure, okay. Long distance phone call, which were super expensive. I suppose, yeah, or a telegram, I guess. But I mean, at least we have a cell phone. So right. I could call you, Jenny, and be like, this house is not really my house and it's way too fancy for me. And I only got one bookshelf and not five bookshelves like I had. And now I got a literal conversation. And <laughs> and I'm not sure my neighbor likes me, but, you know. Yep. Yeah, so just, but, but, but God has just really been settling my heart to know he really is bigger. Yeah. He, just, he really is you know, bigger than any kind of plans. And I don't know. I mean, I've only been here, whatever, two weeks, but, but I can see, I can see why my husband and I may have been called here. Um, And it's really, I think for the first, the same reason we were called to Kirksville, mm-hmm. which is just to love people, mm-hmm. which that's probably same will be for everywhere. Cause everywhere you go, people need love. Yes. I need do. to know, need to know that they're worth something and that, God cares about them. Right. When I, I just figure it out without the, making too many plans. Exactly. You know, it's emotions are so complex. Um, a lot of times we have this, this idea somewhere, some, a misconception that, oh, I'm just angry. Okay. But, or, or fearful or fill in the blank, happy, joyful. Yeah. But, the emotions are so much more complex than just I'm angry because there are different levels of those emotions. There's different aspects to those emotions. Why are what's behind the anger or what's behind the fear or what's behind the anxiety? Because when you start to dig down, you'll realize that it's much more all of these pieces to the puzzle, creating each little tidbit of emotion in that, right? You have you have the loss of what you had in Kirksville, but the excitement of what you're going to have. You have people's emotions that you're also kind of forming into this conglomeration of things that uh, you're trying to work through as other people are trying to work through and you're trying to do it together. But then you have personalities that get in the way that can be that can be scratchy right to each other. <laughs> or that can be like glue and really kind of mesh well together. And so uh, it's one of those things that if we're not stopping, that's why last week when we talked about that daily office and the Sabbath, Mm -hmm. it's so important for us to pause every day to, to listen to the Holy spirit. Certainly that's job number one, but secondarily to let ourselves ponder and think through what am I actually feeling? What mm-hmm. is behind those feelings? Like, what are the, because, th- okay, so from my perspective, again, I'm not the one in transition, but I have a lot of friends this year. This this year, the move cycle for the Salvation Army included lots of really close friends. Mm-hmm. In addition, I've got some family potential, potential transition happening. And I'm one to feel anticipatory emotions, right? Like, even if something hasn't happened, I tend to anticipate mm-hmm. by feeling emotions ahead of the potential event, right? Which isn't always helpful because sometimes I'm like, okay, look, you don't even know if that's actually going to happen. Like, stop with your, stop with your anxiety. Like, doesn't doesn't need. It's not effective. It's not helpful. 
And since my my frame of reference, my kind of thing that I focus on as a value in my life is efficiency and effectiveness that when I have emotions that are not causing me to be efficient or effective, then I'm I get frustrated. Stop with the emotions. You're not making it. You're not helping me do this job better. Like stop. Right. And so all like the last two weeks, I've been kind of in this weird, melancholy, apathetic, just ugh, kind of state. Right. Mm-hmm. And part of it, and I've, I've figured out over the weekend, I had some time this weekend to really kind of like, why am I feeling like this? Why am I going through, like feeling like I am just a blob sitting on the couch for hours on end? Like what, what is this coming from? Where is this stemming from? And I, and I thought through all of the different circumstances in my own life, in my friends' lives, in my family's life. And I realized it's because of all of those things that I don't want to feel necessarily because that would in my my weird thinking brain right make me ineffective if i had to feel all those feelings then i wouldn't know what to do with it and i'd shut down or fill in the blank right we all have right. we've there's a reason we've been taught to have these defense mechanisms about emotions mm-hmm. um often in in growing up it was emotions are only helpful in certain circumstances and then when they're not helpful you just need to shut it down right right um and so but the problem is that if you shut it down for a long period of time that's unhelpful and can be super unhealthy and that's when you get stages states of apath- apathy or you know where i felt just like eh. I didn't even, you know, didn't want to do anything. Right. Well, kudos on you for, for looking at that, though, and, uh, you know, recognize it. Because that's the one, one of the states we talked about, right, is recognizing these type of things because we can't fix what we don't acknowledge. Right. So you can say, huh, I've been feeling kind of apathetic and things that I enjoy. Don't I wonder what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you were able to pinpoint, oh, I'm feeling this because. Yep xyz okay now it doesn't mean it changed xyz right but but you're like okay you know i i can see it Mm -hmm. um you know talk about change i was thinking about this random movie that i saw one time in 2006 16 and it's this french comedy okay so stay with me oh good lord (laughs) um it's called the african doctor are you at all familiar with it no i've never heard of it okay well um now I feel so like I gotta go find it. And you do it's a it's a del- oh it's just a delightful a delightful movie, um and yeah the African doctor but the story goes that there is um a man who um is he's a he lives in France but he was the only African man um an immigrant from Africa to graduate his class and his class it was 1975 so racism is kind of abounding. And the they kind of thought it would be funny to send him on his first appointment out into the middle of the Parisian nowhere, the Hicks, if you will. The um, so his wife is a city kind of she's a fashion lady, and she's assuming we're going to move to Paris because my husband was such a great doctor. But no, they get moved out into nowhere. 
Okay. So he's the only black person for miles besides his own family. And the they don't the people there aren't thrilled to have the only doctor be a man of African descent. And the movie is about them navigating that because he knows he's good. He knows his skills. But he said, you know, um, I believe I was brought here for a purpose to do to do good for this community, even mm-hmm. though they don't fully accept me and I don't fully accept them. But there's something bigger at play mm-hmm. with my medical skills that are going to be able to, to do good, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just, and, and just being able to, put, it's not a Christian movie, although I, I think it's based on a true story. And I believe that the actual man, um, Zaolo Zantoko is the man. Um, but he's just talking about, there's something bigger at play than all of these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to, his children are kind of bullied. His wife really can't make any friends. She has nothing in common with these hillbilly ladies. Um, but it just it just goes just it just it's just a beautiful thing I think of how to adapt how do you adapt in a situation that you have really no context in but you know I don't know I might not be doing this movie justice but um, it probably is one of the best things I've ever seen and the whole story changes when he delivers a a breech baby actually (laughs) is Because, like, he comes in, he's the only doctor for, like, literal miles. Mm-hmm. And the dad of the daughter that's pregnant won't let him, t- like, t- get your dirty hands off of her or whatever. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll go. I'm the only doctor. He's like, fine. You know, and then, but saying, you know, things are bigger yeah, than my feelings. But the movie does a beautiful job of, of dealing with the emotions of his family and even his own emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, again, emotions are, can be so helpful if we're willing to let acknowledge them and feel them in the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, overwhelming emotions all the time, not terribly helpful. Um, if they If they hinder what you're doing in life. But if you constantly ignore them or put them to the side or push them down or just say, I'm not going to feel these because I can't right now that's not going to, it's not going to end well, right? You're going to end up with, you know, fights and arguments and, you know, blowing up of, of anger and frustration that can be really solved. If you just in the moment feel, yeah, (laughs) feel the little bit, right? Right. Just communicate. Um, Right. There's a, a book series that I'm reading right now and um, rereading actually it's it's that good um, I, I like it so much I've, I've read a couple times but um, one of the aspects it's a it's a fantasy series those of you who know me know I love uh, epic fantasy book series and in it um, there's this character who has this innate magical power and um, as you grow into your magical power you can kind of dig into the well of that power but when you do that you have to let little bits of it go. Otherwise it'll consume you. And I feel a little bit like that's kind of how our emotions work. We have yeah. a deep well of emotions within us. And if you dig down into those emotions, 
that's that's great but you have to let them out in some fashion whether that's um especially like anger or frustration um or even joy let's talk about positive ones we tend to focus on negative ones but even joy think about it. if you're overwhelmed with joy what do you do you express that mm-hmm. you get excited you get loud you jump up and down you give high fives you hug your your face is just a a wash with a smile and people mm-hmm. can just see your yeah. exudation, that's not a word, exuding, gosh, there's, there's a better word. Anyway, of this emotion, of the joy, because you, you've you let it out. But when we're angry, we've been taught often as kids, don't let that out. Well, there are healthy ways to let anger, frustration, anxiety, fear out that aren't attacking, mm-hmm. right? Um, For me, actually, one of the big things I do actually is... um. I have a heavy punching bag in my basement and it's good for your exercise as well. But sometimes when I'm really frustrated, I just need to let that out that way. Right. Yeah. I like to bake bread when I'm mad. There you go. When I was in high school, I I would write poetry when I was mad and it was great. It not the poetry, the poetry wasn't all that great. It was angsty teenage poetry, right? But it got the anger out and frustration out and I would, I would go to my room, write out my poem and all my angstiness, all my frustration. And I'd come back out and my parents were like, who are you? And what did you do with our, our daughter? Cause I would, I, all of the anger that I had left that living room with got okay. emptied out on the pages of those poems. So you got to let little bits out in different yeah, ways. You can be creative. I also heard of a comedian once talking about his girlfriend who struggled with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And her counselor told her to sing that, like put put her anxiety to words, but in like stupid ditties. Awesome. <laughs> I can only imagine. So, yeah, like I'm not gonna get hit by a car. I'm not gonna get hit by a car. I can cross the street. It's okay because I'm not gonna get hit by a car. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like I like that. Although people would probably be concerned for me. But. Well, but I mean, they already are. So some of us are, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, if, if we have deep wells of emotion, it's a healthy thing. We just got to express them in healthy ways. And sometimes it's understanding our emotional state when we get into a conversation with someone, right? Mm-hmm. Because especially those of you who have been in conflict situations in conversations, right? And all of a sudden you're you're in conflict with somebody. You're like, why are we arguing over this? Why are we in conflict? And check your emotional state and then maybe give them grace and understand maybe they walked into that conversation in an emotional mm-hmm. state that no matter what the conversation would have been, it ends in conflict because of the the emotional state that they started in, right? Yeah. Yeah, because we don't exist in vacuums, right? And you don't really know what someone else is dealing with. Right. Right. I think, did we talk about on this before? We but did. most people uh, really are not intending to be a jerk to you. Right. Like, they're really not. No. <laughs> Who's my enemy? That kind of stuff all back. Exactly. Look at it all connecting. <laughs> it all comes back. It's all coming back to me now. I'm oh, sorry. 
That'll be in my head all day. You're welcome. I'm not mad about it. There's worse songs. <laughs> Actually, there's a song earlier. I've got the power. Anyway, I'm going to stop singing now because <laughs> that was your thing. You were singing the, see, this is why. <laughs> made me think of songs. Sorry, I, I can share You can share the joy. Indeed. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I'm sure as more time goes on in this transition, there'll be new things to learn. But um, really, it's just the mindfulness to know other people are also experiencing stuff. You know, I don't exist in a vacuum. Right. I know who my enemy is. I know who is not my enemy. Right. I know who God is. Right. And I can really just trust that he's that it's going to be OK, that he's he's going to be there for me. Yep. And, you know, I'm. I'm neither too amazing to um, run everything on my own shoulders. And I'm also not such a screw up that I'm going to wreck it all on my own shoulders either. Somewhere in the middle of that, huh? Somewhere in the middle (laughs) where we exist. Yep. And, and God knew ahead of time that you were going to be where you're at when you're at Mm -hmm. all of that jazz. That's such a comforting thing. So the last, last Sunday I preached about God, the majesty of God, like the bigness of God. And one of the reasons I I wanted to kind of tackle that topic was because sometimes we, we make God very small and we think God is like us and he's not, he's way bigger than that. He can work in systems. He can work uh, outside of systems. He can work however he wants to work, but the fact is that he's God and we're not. And so if we understand that even though God is so big and and so glorious and majestic and all powerful, you're going to say so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do yeah, for you. Sorry. That's a, we're still in songs. Good we're still in songs. Um, God is so big, and yet, and yet, He calls us His own. He calls us His children. Mm-hmm. He calls us to faith in Christ. He He gives us as a gift freely given salvation through the blood of Christ. He gives us as a freely gift as a free gift freely given the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if that's the God I serve and he's does that not just for me but for you for many people for those who put their faith in him I'm going to trust that wherever I am especially within the system of for example, the Salvation Army or whatever system you find yourself in that God's got this. Let's put our trust in him. He's a benevolent, compassionate, loving father who also happens to be so powerful that he literally spoke the world into being. Yeah, man. Awesome. So also there's the idea that I shouldn't put limits on what God can do mm-hmm. because my God is limitless. And so I'm going to trust him through big emotions and I'm going to trust him through big transition. And I'm going to trust him when I have crappy days and I'm going to trust him when I have good days. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to trust him when I feel like a bump on a log who doesn't want to get up off the couch. And I'm going to trust him on days where I want to jump around and splash in puddles and yell from the top of my lungs about the goodness of God. And he's there and constant and consistent through all of those. 
my trust in God cannot be dependent on what I feel about God in a moment or what I feel about myself in a moment, because God is beyond that. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. And that's to me that to me, that's comforting to me. That's something I can sink my teeth into and say, that's a God I want to follow because he's, because he's beyond anything my brain can comprehend. Because if he wasn't, then he wouldn't be God, right? That's right. We'd be really in trouble. We would be. Be scary. (laughs) scary. Like real scary. (laughs) (laughs) Like our fear would be totally. Oh, yeah. Couldn't even manage. So friends, listen, just keep your brain for uh, now my new core Minneapolis Central and of course Manitowoc and Kirksville and or just, you know, that... Yeah, that we continue to trust. That's yeah. all we can do. And and pray pray for your own if you're if you're struggling through emotions. Like whether or not maybe you were kind of like us where emotions were something you just shoved to the side because they they weren't helpful or they weren't important or they weren't whatever, fill in the blank. Ask God to to kind of open that vein for you, open that avenue for you. And I will tell you, it is scary when you start like letting yourself feel emotions that you've kind of always stamped down before. You're like, whoa, wait a second. What is this? I don't, I don't like this. I don't like the feel of this. And you won't for a little while, right? Just like anything else, when you start something new, it's uncomfortable. But if we never started anything new, we'd never get out of our comfort zone and we would never progress or get better or get deeper in our relationship with God. And that's kind of the point of this whole study is emotionally healthy spirituality, emotionally healthy discipleship. This is the whole point of this is that if we're going to deepen our relationship with God, our emotions are part part and parcel to that. Mm-hmm. So ask God to help you out because he will, because he's awesome like that. And he wants to help us. And he created us to, to feel. So all I keep thinking about too is you can still don't feel don't let it show. Okay, is that by the other one? I can't be. No, I I was also thinking that, but refrained from <laughs> good. Okay. Validation. Feel your feelings. Do feel not... your feelings. Don't be an Elsa, be an Anna. There you go. <laughs> well, don't be an Anna either. <laughs> for well, other for reasons. reasons. Not for that one. <laughs> Finish these other sandwiches. Is that how the line goes? Anyway. Um I don't even know. I've not. We're not going to end on frozen friends. Anyway, uh, seriously, as we always say, if you have any suggestions or comments, I'm not even going to let Amanda have a last final word today because she lost her privileges by singing frozen. Fair. (laughs) Anyway, um, thanks for uh, the feedback that we have gotten. I appreciate, we appreciate that immensely to hear how you guys are enjoying episodes or have questions or comments. That's fantastic. Um, Yeah. We love you guys. We hope that you enjoy our conversations. Um, We will have guests on again um, at some point. We're kind of trying to figure out who we're going to have and when we can make that happen. So um, yeah, with that said, God blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. All right. We'll catch you guys next time.